The Courageous Coaching Podcast is hosted by Sophia Antoine, a certified life coach supporting women in their efforts to improve their self-esteem. Today, we're talking about life, relationships, and everything in between. Take it away, Sophia. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. I am and always will be Sophia Antoine. I'm your Courageous Coach, and I am here this afternoon with the wonderful, the stupendous, the all-knowing Essie Christensen Baines. She is the owner and lead financial counselor at CER Financial Services, and she is going to talk to us today about managing debt, credit repair, and how to live your best life after you get that credit on track. So Essie, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you were able to join me today. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks and have at it. (laughs) Thank you, Sophia, for the introduction. Hi, everyone. My name is Essie Christensen. As Sophia uh, mentioned, I am the owner of CER Financial Services, and I am your credit specialist. Um, Basically, I'm here to try to educate people as far as what to expect when um, they are trying to buy a house and they get denied because their credit is not uh, where it needs to be. A lot of people wait until the last minute to check their credit to see if they're where they should be in order to purchase cars, apply for credit cards, or, you know, even buy that house. So I'm here to uh, basically educate you on the do's and the do nots as far as what to do. Um, First and foremost, the credit bureaus are basically, the three of them are Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. They report, you know, information that your creditors report to them. Now, all the information that's being reported are not always accurate. You know, people get the delusion that, oh, I can just dispute everything off of my credit report. And that's not normally true. You can dispute inaccurate information, such as your name, if it's spelled incorrectly, addresses that you no longer receive mail at, and Items that's on your credit that is reporting inaccurately, like the balances, the late payments, the um, paid collections, the, uh, the accounts that have gone into collections and you weren't notified that it was going into collections, accounts that are sold to other collection agencies and you are not aware of that and the original creditor is still reporting, and then you have the collection agencies reporting on your credit. All of those are in violation of the credit repair laws. Um, so, wow. That's a lot. I didn't, I didn't know that so many things could be inaccurate on your credit report. I learned something new today. Thank you. <laughs> um, basically, uh, another um, thing that um, people are unaware of is that paying a paid collection does not remove it off of your credit report. It does not help your credit report if you've paid a paid collection. It just shows up that the account is paid, it's at a zero balance, but it's still reporting derogatory on your credit report. So then now you have to go back and try to get that account 
um, removed. Your best way is that if you have to pay a collection, like let's say you're trying to get a house and your mortgage broker tells you, hey, you've got these accounts on your credit report that needs to be paid, you know, if you do decide to pay them, you need to have an agreement. Like it's called a pay, a pay per deletion that you will pay the account if the creditor or collection agency agrees to remove it or no longer report it as a derogatory account on your credit report. So you basically, you know, you'll go ahead and pay your the account either the full amount or whatever agreement that you come up with with them as long as they agree that they're going to remove it and you must have that in writing because nine out of ten times they'll they'll say it verbally that they'll do it you pay but then they still report it derogatory on your credit report but if you have it in writing you can use that to send to the credit bureaus and say hey this account needs to be removed because i had an agreement if I paid them, they were going to remove it off of there. Oh, wow. Okay. So it seems like we do have a little bit of control, despite what creditors may want us to think. Yes, you definitely okay. have, have got that. You. Got you, got you. So say I'm going to, um, I'm in the market for a, a mortgage. Okay. I want to get a house. What are the steps that I need to take? Do I, do I seek you out first? Do I get, do I pull my credit report from those three agencies? Where do I start? You can basically, depending on how far you're out of to buy your house, you can do it two ways. You can, if you're in an immediate rush to buy your house, and I don't, um, I, I don't uh, recommend. recommend that for yeah. your client, <laughs> any client to do, is that six months out um, of you wanting to buy your house, I would say to either you know, contact a mortgage broker, have them pull your credit report, or they can contact, you know, myself, or they can go on, they can pull their own credit reports also. They can do the annual, um, free annual credit report, and they can pull their credit reports from all three credit bureaus and see what's on their credit, credit thing. I do not recommend Credit Karma. Credit Karma only reports TransUnion and Equifax, and they are not accurate at all. Um, my, I've logged into um, to Credit Karma just to compare right. my scores with, with uh, Identity IQ, is who I, I, I have my uh, credit monitoring service with. And my Equifax hasn't updated since March of, of 2018. Oh, <laughs> you know, what? it's still, <laughs> right. So, and if you don't look at the fine print and everything else, you're thinking that, oh, wow, you know, your scores are way up there. And it's not because they don't update, you know, some of them don't update on yeah. a regular basis. So it's just that we go out there and we do, we do that stuff. Okay, got you, got you. And just to let the listeners know, this is a live family-oriented show, and I deal with family-oriented entrepreneurs. So, um, Essie has a son, and you know, oftentimes you hear my puppies barking, or you hear my kids talking, so just know this is real life happening in real time. So, we just keep pushing as mompreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as everythingpreneurs, 
we're just going to keep pushing through. So that's what that is. Um, let's see. So thank you. So you said at least six months out, at least try to see what's on your report. And if you right. can get your score, get your score. Right. Because right now, the way the mortgage um, market is, to get a good mortgage, a good interest rate and everything else, you need about a 620 and up. You know, um, they look for, as far as any derogatory information, it's a ding against you. Um, student loans. One is one thing that's a big factor is student loans. A lot of people don't understand that you can consolidate your student loans. If you have one or more student loans, you need to consolidate them. And you can do that by going to uh, studentloan.gov and going through them to get your things consolidated or whoever you have your loans with, they can consolidate your loans also. Because if you have, let's say you have five different student loans, they're going to count those against your debt ratio. Oh, wow. So if you have five different loans and it shows that you're paying $100 each on those loans, they're going to take that percentage and count it against your debt ratio compared to if you have one loan and showing that you pay $50 a month. Okay. So let me ask you this, for, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of working moms, they go to school and they go for several years. They'll go for their graduate and then they'll go for their postgraduate and some, you know, even go for their doctorate. So they have these hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans. Does that still work for them? Yes. You still okay. have, still have them consolidated into one student loan. The difference is you have federal and you have private. You can't consolidate private loans, but you can definitely consolidate federal student loans. Once you consolidate your federal student loans, then you can, um, you know, see if you qualify for deferments or forbearance or a repayment type of plan or the loan forgiveness uh, programs and everything else, but consolidate them into one loan instead of having multiple loans on your credit report that are showing that they're open. Look, I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I fall into that. That was, that was a selfish question right there. Oh, thank you. Okay so, okay, so we're six months out and we have our score and we see what we need to work on. Now, what's the next step after that? Basically, you can, and I'm never going to tell a, a person that you have to go through a credit repair specialist like myself. You can do it on your own if you know what you're looking for when you're looking at a credit report. When you're looking at a credit report, you are looking at things that are inaccurate. So first you start off with your personal information, like I said. Make sure that your name is spelled correctly. Make sure that your date of birth is on there correctly. Make sure that there's no ver variation sorry, of your social security number. Because sometimes when you apply for credit, you know, either if it's online or on the phone or at Target and they're asking you, hey, do you want to sign up for a Target card to get your $25 off? Right. They, you know, people will spell your name incorrectly. You know, and that will show up on the credit bureaus. They will input your birthday incorrectly. That will show up also. They will do a vari variation of your social security number. That will show up also. Even when you apply for apartment complex or in, um, health insurance or car insurance, 
all of those places pull your credit report. And that's how they determine how much money you're going to put down, how much money, you know, how much, how many, how much discount they're going to give you and everything else. Everything is based on that credit score. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's coming together for me now. It's coming together. So then let me ask you this. If once I notice that there's something inaccurate, say my name isn't correct. What's the next step then? Do I, if I'm working with you, do I just come tell you, Hey, Essie, my name is incorrect on this, um, on this report. What do I do? When you come to me, if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it, basically what I will do is I will put, put a letter together, basically telling them that, Hey, you know, my personal information and how I start off with the letters is, you know, dear TransUnion, you know, I'm looking over, you know, my credit report and there's inaccurate information regarding my personal profile. You know, these items need to be fixed. You know, my legal name is Essie Christensen Baines and I spell it out. I pull it, put it bold. Then okay. my next thing is please delete any other references to any other name that is not mine. And I never used them before. Mm. You know, okay. So it's important thing. to state that. Yes. Very okay. important. You put your name legally bold and everything else. Your next paragraph will be if there was inaccuracy with my address, my address should read, you know, such and such, such and such, you know, your street address, your city, your, your state, and your zip code. You have to remove all other addresses from my report because they are not deliverable to me by the U.S. post office. Mm. So if I don't live at that house anymore, how am I getting notified of mail? Gotcha. Okay. So per the FCRA, the information is inaccurate because up, my information has to be accurate for it to come back to me so I can receive information of mail and everything else. And then I list the inaccurate addresses. These addresses need to be deleted, you know, and send me an updated section of my personal profile on my credit oh, They have to do all that? The credit agencies? Yeah. Yes, the credit agencies Where's have that? to go through. Huh, that's interesting because I can guarantee you none of us learned this in school. So this is so helpful and this is so wonderful. So I thank you again for being here because especially in, in our communities, being women, we're not taught this. We're not told this and we're left hanging high and dry with all of these bills hanging over our head thinking that, you know what? the sky is going to fall tomorrow if we don't, you know, get all these payments out and we can't take care of our kids and we can't um, pay our bills and we can't pay the rent and we can't live in a good neighborhood simply because no one ever taught us this. Right. And it is a bad thing. And the bad thing about it is that we're not taught how to do this. Our parents have not been taught, didn't teach us how, you know, to checks and balances and what credit is and everything else. Right. We get a credit card and we walling out. We didn't realize, hey, you got to pay that credit card. Right. Then you got parents that, okay, well, they can't get a light bill in their name, so they're going to use their child's social security number. Mm, child, talk about it. And mess up the children's, you know, credit and everything. So it's teaching your children. Like my son, my son is 19 years old. My son has three credit cards. 
You know, and everybody's, oh my God, he's only 19 and he has three credit cards. Yes, he has three credit cards, but his credit score is over 700. Come through, come through, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You know, getting me a nice Christmas gift. (laughs) You know, because I've taught him like, okay, here's your credit card. That doesn't mean that you max out your credit card. You know, charge what you can pay off at the end of the month. If you cannot, if your credit card limit is $300, okay, and Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the month you cannot pay off that $300 or at least get it down to 30% of your balance, don't charge $300 on your credit card. Right. If you don't have the money, you don't do it. Don't use it. Mm. You know, I've taught him as far as credit cards or for emergency situations or when you go on vacation. It is not an everyday situation for you just to be balling out there, you know, buying food for your friends and doing this and that. No, you know, this is what you need to do. I have a calendar up on in his room where, hey, this bill needs to be paid this date. That bill needs to be paid on that date. You know, if you if you can pay more than your minimum payment, you pay more than your minimum payment on your credit cards. You know, so I've gotten him in the last two years, I've gotten him into that pattern as far as making sure he pays his bills on time. Awesome. That is amazing. Now, let me ask you, because you've given us some awesome tips. Do you have any type of written information or um, any information where we can, we can see this all in one place? I have my website, which is uh, www.crfinancialsvc.com, where you can go in and I have, basically I have two different um, platforms with my credit repair. It all depends on people because some people are more um, secure, I should say, of paying a monthly fee because they feel like, okay, if I pay a monthly fee, I'll see something done. Some people are leery, like, okay, why am I going to pay you a monthly fee? Um, And stuff may not come off. So I have like a paper deletion to where you don't pay until the items come off of your credit report. So when your items come off your credit report, I charge $33 per item per um, credit bureau. Um, so there's different things you can go on my website. You can sign up for more information. I also have a do it yourself credit repair book that basically breaks down the steps, explains to you from A through Z what credit repair all entails. I also have some sample letters in my, um, do it yourself, um, credit repair book. Um, and that's for $40. And basically it's just you going in, reading it and doing it yourself. Like I said, it's not rocket science. You can do it yourself, but you have to know exactly what you're looking for because it's not just saying this item is not mine, not mine, not mine, not mine, not mine. Right. Exactly. The items are yours. They're on there. We just need to make sure that they're reporting accurately. If it's not reporting accurately, the credit report, the credit bureaus have to remove it. They have to remove it and they have to, you know, know what's going on. Okay, got you. Okay, that's good. So awesome. And when we go to your site, we can find that that um, do-it-yourself book just for those who are interested? No, I don't have that on my site as of yet as far as they can inbox me and I can okay. mail it out to them. Okay, inbox you on Facebook? They can inbox me on Facebook or they can send me, they can uh, contact me through my website. 
Oh, okay. And they're awesome. interested in it and I can mail it out to them. Awesome. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Good. Just, I just want to make sure the bases are covered for those who want to, <laughs> to do it themselves, those who want to, you know, go with your services and all that stuff. Because what we try to do is make sure we cater to the listener and make sure they can get everything easily accessible as possible. So that's what we do. And I want whoever's interested because you are so knowledgeable and you, you're so um, passionate about making sure we have this information. And I, again, I want to thank you. Because and there's another thing that I wanted to bring up too, because oh, a lot gosh. of people that um, I know, you know, during tax sign time is the you know car shopping time. They want to go to every car dealer around to uh, buy a car. And before it used to be like, hey, if I go to a car lot, they're going to run my credit. They'll run your credit fifty times trying to find you the best lender mm-hmm. around. Those 50 times used to hurt your credit score. Now they've changed it to where if it's within a 30, 30 day period, mm-hmm. that it will only affect your, it will only be like, like a one hard inquiry on your credit. Oh, wow. You know, even though it'll show up on your credit report that you have 50 inquiries, but if it's between that 30 day period, it's only going to affect your credit report as if there's only one inquiry on there. I recommend as far as one thing that I've learned because I've, uh, I've done it myself. So I'm speaking from experience. I would never buy a car directly from a dealership, you know, going in there and having them run my credit. If I know my credit is a 600 on up or maybe a 560 on up, you can go to CapitalOne.com, you know, and get pre-qualified for a car through them. You can go through, if you're a member of a credit union, you can go through them and get pre-qualified for a car. So when you get pre-qualified, so let's say that you get pre-qualified for a car, you get a car that's $20,000, you know I mean? Sorry, you get pre-approved for $20,000, okay? They'll give you a list of, 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 dealerships that they deal with let's say you're going to go to carmax when you go to carmax all you do is give them hey i was approved through capital one here's my approval code you buy a car that's less than twenty thousand. okay let's say you find a car that's fifteen thousand. that means you're going to walk out of that dealership with no money down are you serious yes i'm going to get me a new car tomorrow Yes, come through with the new car. Okay. No money down. Because of the fact is you went through your own finance, finances, your own financial uh, uh, lender, okay? And you can go get, get whatever other, um, you know, the, the gap insurance, whatever else, you know, the warranties, anything that they throw at you. If you want it, you can go get it. Don't go over that 20000 mark. Because once you go over that 20000 mark, then that's when they're going to say, oh, well, you got to come out with money out of your pocket. No. I want my tag. I want my insurance. I want everything on there to be below 20000 So I don't have to give you a dime out of my pocket. I just need to sign the paperwork. You give me the keys, and I drive off. Oh, okay. Well, listen, let me, let me find out. Well, let me go find out which new vehicle I want. I think I want to take that <laughs> No, because a lot of people don't know that they can do that. They was like, oh, I have to go through the dealership. No, you don't. 
you know, mm. if you do, and let's say that you don't get qualified, pre-qualified through Capital One or through your bank or through your credit union, and you have to go to a, a buy here, pay here, or however you want to call it, then I would say go ahead and do that, okay? Because that means that your credit is not where it needs to be. So I suggest get the car. The six months you're paying your car on time, utilize those six months to repair your credit. Right. So after six months, you can refinance that car for a lower interest rate, you know, and ask a lower interest rate means that you're going to have lower car payments. That sounds good to me because that was my next question. I was like, okay, if you already have a car in which you're making payments and you're up to date, so you can refinance and get lower payments? Yes, you can refinance. Same thing, Capital One, refinance auto loans. Your credit unions refinance auto loans. There's so many different companies that will refinance cars for you, but your payments have to, you cannot be late on your payments. So for six months, if you can make your payments on time for six months, you can refinance your car. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That sounds like a great deal. See, and again, I am just in shock and awe because we aren't taught this. As a people, as a whole, we aren't taught this. And it just, it just does our, co our community a disservice by not being taught this because they're so worried about standardized testing in school. They're so worried about, you know, whether it's an A or an F or whatever. It's an F school because it's in a neighborhood where people can't hardly focus on anything but trying to live. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not saying that everybody's credit has to be perfect and everything else because no, it's, it's not, but it's where you want to be because everything is based off of your credit. When you move into a house to, de to determine if you qualify for a house, even just to rent a house, they run your credit. And, you know, if your credit is not above 500 or something like that, the nice house or the nice apartment that you see in a nice neighborhood, you can't get it. Or they're going to make you put first, last and security or an extra security deposit. Right. Just to make sure that, hey, we've got some type of thing because her credit report doesn't show that she pays her bills on time. And unfortunately, that's how you know, society is, everything is based on a score. Everything is based on what you can and cannot do. And I'm the type of person, you're not going to tell me what I can and cannot do. If I want that big house on that, on that corner, I'm going to get that big house on the corner. How I'm going to do that. I'm going to utilize what I know. I'm going to utilize every avenue that I can in order to get that big house on the corner. So right. if that's working on my credit to get my credit up to, up to par, if that's having someone, you know, uh, add me to their credit card so I can be an authorized user for that booth on my credit score, I'm, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to do. So it's different ways to, to boost your credit. It's different ways to get the things that you want and not just say, you know, hey, my credit is messed up. Oh, well. You know, because you're not going to get anywhere with the, oh, well, you know, situation and see everybody bypassing you. And then you say, like, oh, why can't I get a house? Why can't I do this? Why can't I? You can, you know, but you have to put in the effort to do it. Credit repair does work either through me or like I said, you could do it yourself. It's not rocket science, but you have to put in that energy to do it.
and be committed for at least six months to repair what's on your credit. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Okay, oh, I let me backtrack because you said go to CapitalOne.com if we're wanting to refinance, but how does that affect our score as in, is it a hard inquiry? Capital One will do a pre-qualification first. Okay. So they'll do a pre-qual to see if you qualify. Once they do that pre-qual and say, yeah, you do qualify, then you can go in and complete the actual application. That's going to be a hard inquiry. Okay. So either way, whether you do a new, whenever you get the new vehicle or if you're refinancing your current vehicle, it will end up as a hard inquiry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I mean, at least you get a lower payment for your trouble if you're refinancing. Exactly. Okay. And just paying six months will help you have um, a better chance of being approved. Oh, girl, I was going to say authorized. (laughs) Yes. I just had, I just had one of my clients. um, She was in need need of a truck and, you know, we were going through the credit repair situation that her, her vehicle broke down. So I was like, okay, wait another 30 days. Let's see, you know, where her credit score went. Her credit score went up to like, I think like a 618 to a 620. So she went through her credit union and got pre-qualified through her credit union. And she was like, okay, even though the interest rate, the interest rate was kind of still high through her credit union, but like I told her, pay six months. Once you pay six months, we can do a refinance with a different company. And when you do the refinances with a different company, like we said, they'll, you know, pre-approve you first. They'll see if you pre-qualify for it first. And then it's up to you. You decide because they're going to come. They'll give you, give you what your interest rate is going to be. They'll give you the terms and they'll give you the amount of money that you'll be paying a month. You either agree or you disagree with it. Right. So you don't actually have to take it if you don't want to take it. Okay. Okay. So that, that's, that seems better because like I said before, it seems like we're taught that we don't have any options in regards to this credit thing. And that's not true. No, there's, there's a lot of options to do it. You know, if you see that there's something on your, let's say things happen, you know, um, every day life, there's obstacles. before it goes to collections you can call and talk to the people who work out a payment plan you know a lot of people get frustrated and just throw their hands up and say you know what i'm behind i can't deal with this there's a lot of options before an item goes to collection you can call the original credit creditors and see okay i know i owe capital one money i can't afford to pay you xyz can we work out a payment plan Capital One most likely will say yes, as long as you stick with the payment plan, we'll close your account, you know, send it to collections Hmm. as long as you guys can continue. If an item does go to collections, you again, you have the option. Once it's out of the original creditor's hands, you have the option. You can negotiate your payments. You can negotiate paying off the balance. Pennies to a dollar. You know, the same way they come and call you every single day. Hey, you owe AT&T. I, you know, you owe AT&T a bill. You owe AT&T a bill and everything else. Your bill is $1,000. Negotiate that bill down. But when, when you negotiate that bill down, make sure that you negotiate it 
for a pay per deletion. Okay. Well, that's, that's quite interesting. So I, again, want to thank you. Give the people your website again, where they can reach you and how they can um, contact you because I feel that you are a valuable resource, not only to our local community, but to women and women entrepreneurs as a whole, because this needs to get out and you are so giving and forthcoming with the information. They would be fools just not to go with you. Okay. Again, my name is Essie Christensen Baines. I am the owner of CER Financial Services. I am your credit repair specialist. My website is www.cerfinancialsvc.com. My phone number is 754-600-1179. And like, like I said, I can be reached at any time. Um, you can contact me via phone or through my website. Awesome. So thank you again, Essie, for being with us. You've been a gem. It's been an awesome interview. And I hope you'll come back anytime you have something new to share or maybe you have a course going on, a class going on, because I want you to feel as though this is home for you because your family and I just appreciate you so much. So thank you for being on the Courageous Coaching Podcast and I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure and thank you for inviting me, Sophia. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Feel free to call in with comments and questions anytime. The number is 786-749-TLAK. That's 786-749-8255. Call us and let us know what is on your mind. Until we meet again, be courageous.